0: This is a Colored Pencil Podcast, session number 101. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a Colored Pencil Podcast, where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist. And now your hosts... Lisa Clow and John Minnick. My name is John Middick, and I'm joined by my co-host, Lisa Clough of Lockery Fine Art. How are you, Lisa?
1: I'm great. I'm caught up on all my work for once. I'm pretty awesome. How are you doing?
0: Wow, that must be a great feeling. It
1: doesn't happen often.
0: <laughs> I am never better. Thanks for asking. Can you believe, Lisa, we have done 100 shows? That, that was phenomenal. That's something I'm just not quite used to yet. But so you've we've done been 100 doing shows a with a
1: person who was not your first choice as a co-host.
0: <laughs> you won't let that die. Never. So, never. It so here's the, <laughs> for those that don't know, you know, I, I am so glad Lisa is the co-host. She really pushes me when I need pushed, but yeah, she wasn't the first choice only because, well, not only, but a big part of it was because I wasn't sure she would say yes. I wasn't sure she would be interested in this, but thankfully she was. And the other person wasn't.
1: I like my version better of just simply, I wasn't your first choice. It's way funnier. Leave it at that. (laughs) that. (laughs) All
0: right. So this is a show about colored pencil and the colored pencil artist. And while you're working on your art, maybe you're listening to the show. Whatever you're doing, a lot of times you're doing things in isolation. But today and right now, at this time that you're listening, so many other people. In fact, thousands of other people are listening to the same show. I think that's kind of cool. So what are we talking about today, Lisa?
1: How to work on deadlines.
0: Yeah, so how do you, you know, how do you estimate your time? And how do you, you know, know how long it's going to take for you to complete a piece? Maybe you're working on a commission or you're preparing for a contest or you're preparing for a workshop or setting up a booth or something. How do you estimate that time and how do you... Talk to your client about your progress. And if you need an extension, you know, what do you do? Let's talk about those things today.
1: So starting off, determining your initial deadline... The biggest tip I can give you, when you start taking commissions and really even getting into submitting for a contest, you really probably are not going to do a new work for a contest or take a commission until you have a general idea of how long it takes for you to complete a a painting or drawing. You are going to, you should have completed, I would say, a minimum of 10 portraits, if that's what you're taking commissions on, of 10 whatever. Complete at least 10 of those before you start offering or potentially more than that. But you have to have a good idea of how long it's going to take you. And this is a mistake that I see a lot of young artists or newer artists make where they will go ahead. Somebody sees a painting or drawing that they did. They want to hire them to paint their pet or their dog or whatever it is, the subject that that person had done. And... There, there are two problems with this. One, you're not at a point, if you've only done a handful of paintings or drawings, your work is not going to be consistent enough to guarantee you're gonna make that customer happy. So that can be a huge headache all on its own. Two, you have no idea how long it's going to take you. And I've seen so many artists where, again, the newer or younger artists, where they are in a panic because they told someone they could have something done by a certain date and they just couldn't do it. And now the customer's unhappy because they were buying that as a gift for somebody. They were guaranteed they'd have it on time and now they... Don't, and that's an issue. And this happens very, very often when you start taking commissions before you really probably should.
0: Yeah, th- and that's true. So step one, really, I mean, set determine that deadline, like Lisa, like Lisa said. But you know, th- think about those things ahead of time. Know how long it typically takes you. If it takes you four weeks. Typically, then I think a good rule of thumb is then you want to add in some buffer time at the very beginning and say, you know, maybe two weeks, whatever you think will be comfortable because you know. I mean, what's going to happen is you know the unexpected will happen. So set some very clear expectations right from the very beginning with your client. So you're starting that relationship on a, an equal playing field, and you tell them this is the deadline. And if it's you know four weeks, I'm gonna just throw a throw a time period out there. If it's four weeks. Then you know, give them six weeks or something like that, and you, you kind of know yourself. You know if you work faster sometimes or if you work slower what the worst-case scenario may be. I would give them the worst-case scenario, especially yeah. if you're starting out and you're beginning to take commissions. And then if you run into a problem, then you can work from there. But at the very beginning, step one, what we're talking about here, very clear with your expectations and set that deadline With from a position of knowing something about your work to begin with. So you have a good relationship.
1: Yeah, you've got to put yourself in the customer or in that client's situation. If you were hiring someone to make something for you, Especially if it's something that you're spending hundreds or thousands of dollars on, you're going to be excited to get that. You're going to be anxious for that. And if the person told you that the thousand dollars that they just gave you, heck, even if it's fifty dollars as a deposit, whatever deposit, and always take a deposit, whatever that deposit is that you took, if they gave you the money, they're probably really, really excited to get that product. And if they knew, okay, it's going to take six weeks, they know that. There's no arguing that. But if you told them four weeks, and let's say you got the and you were coughing so hard, there was no way you were getting artwork done that week. You need to have that kind of buffer in there. Always, Mm -hmm. always tell them longer than you think it's going to be. And when I say that, I don't mean telling them, um, it's going to be six weeks, but maybe I'll have it done in four. Keep out, but maybe I'll have it done in four. Tell them six (laughs) weeks. If you're early, great. It's a happy surprise for them. Um, Make sure to you, you as the artist know, if you told them six weeks and you were done early and they don't, they're not going to have the money for six weeks, do not free out on them <laughs> you know that's right um, if they pay you early great if not sometimes if you've only taken like a 50% deposit they may not be planning on paying that other 50% until the full six weeks so that is also something to just don't fr- I've seen people freak out about that too and it's like wait mm-hmm. but you're early um, mm-hmm. but just put yourself in their yeah. position they're excited to get it and I've seen so much where artists are so frustrated and they're so angry at clients for rushing them and it's like well, no, you didn't hold up your end of the deal. You told them six weeks or four weeks and you couldn't do it. And yes, I get that you had things come up. I get that your pet got sick and you were dealing with that. And then you had a sick family member or maybe even a death in the family. As horrible as that is, the customer is only going to care so much. And that may sound cold, but realistically, everyone else's life goes on when we have trauma and, you know, illness and everything else in our own lives. And we, as a business, we can't, expect the client to be the one who deals with our problems. So we need to tell them beforehand, you know, just give yourself some extra time just in case.
0: Yeah, I love that. Give yourself some extra time. And yeah, you talked, you you hit on a few snags there that may come up, some potential problems that may hurt the, the deadline and the timeline for you hitting that deadline. And let's talk about just a few more here in step two of this process, Lisa. But before that, I want to talk about Audible. This is the best library on the planet, in my opinion, because it's right there at your fingertips. You don't have to drive anywhere to get your books, and you get to listen to books. You're reading books. I call it reading, even though you're listening to them. But you get to listen to those books on the go, no matter what you're doing. If you're driving or doing your artwork, you don't have to have your eyes looking at an actual written page, but you get to listen to to all these books and have your library with you no matter where you are and where you go so lisa you listen to anything different
1: Um, uh this week yeah i just started a new book that is very childish and it seems like buffy the vampire slayers slayer for eight-year-olds so i don't know that i'm going to finish this (laughs) one but luckily with audible if you do get a book that you don't like you can return it it's no big deal
0: yeah yeah that's that's one of the most beautiful things about this company so you can get your own free book on us if you go to audibletrialcom podcast and sign up under that page and it's yours to keep forever even if you cancel on day 29 and and by the way if you do cancel on pay, on day 29 you'll never be charged but if you do keep your subscription level then you'll be charged I I can't remember I think it's a 14.95 charge for that credit level and um, that's a really awesome thing to to have because you get such a good deal on every book that you purchase then from then on. And you can cancel at any time. So go to audibletrial.com/CPpodcast. All right, so step two, when you do hit a snag, let's talk about that for a moment. And Lisa hit on some of these items that would constitute a snag. And let's go ahead and define some of these. And you have to you have to make this decision and allocate what, constitutes a snag or a setback in your opinion before it happens, and I, I suggest maybe even writing these things down if you need to, and this is what I mean by that. Uh, sickness, yeah, clearly that's probably a snag. Uh, depends on the sickness. If you got a sniffle, you got you know a man cold. I like to call it sometimes. Uh, you <laughs> I don't can know. I hear those are pretty it.
1: bad. According to my husband, <laughs> yeah. that's like having a limb chopped off.
0: <laughs> but you can travel through it. I mean, if you're, if I'm able to get to my day job then I'm able to do artwork. I'm sorry, but I can sit there in the in the chair and and work on my artwork. I understand you need more rest, that kind of thing, whenever you're sick. But you have to make those decisions. Now, if you get the flu, if you have a fever whatever, you're not able to go to work or something, to me, that constitutes an actual snag. Now, that's something that is a setback, and it may delay my timeline that I had in my mind. And I'm always going to be earlier in my mind than I am with the client, like we talked about in step one but you know write those things down and say okay there's there is a trade off right there's a trade off if we decide that we're going to actually have something that would constitute a snack so some of those are sickness like we talked about a death in the family i'm i guarantee you if you think everything's going to go swimmingly you're going to have a death in the family or something something like that maybe you'll have both oh, cars break ominous. down or something <laughs> no i'm I'm just saying it happened it happens careful sir it i not i'm I'm just saying <laughs> it may be a distant relative, but it seems like it happens to me every single time if I put myself on the gun for something and I'm like, okay, i gotta get this done i gotta hit 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 this deadline and boy, this is a tight one invariably something will come up, you know, and then and if it isn't that, it's something like my wife's saying, well, you promised we were going out of town that weekend to go to such and such. You know, Dinah's doing, you know, my daughter's doing such and such. Like, oh, I forgot all about that, you know. But you have to decide these things ahead of time, you know, and you say, okay, I may have this much time, but you're going to hit some of those things that just are physically limiting. And, you know, there's just nothing you can do about it, you know. So, yeah, death in the family would constitute one of those. Maybe both cars breaking down, there's going to be some time that you have to allocate to those things. You know, you know what I'm talking about, Lisa. Anytime you think you've got it sewn up and you've got so much time, then all three of your appliances go out, you know, something like that, you know, it always happens. So I don't know that some of those things, you know, just have to be you just have to decide what is going to stop you and. It, the the thing for me i guess is like if something if i do have a setback then if i say to myself if i if i start talking to myself and i say oh great that just happened what is next or i'm waiting for the other uh shoe to drop or or if i start talking negatively like that or i start saying something like you know now how in the world will i ever get this i'll never get this done or anything like that if i start beating up on myself Then it kind of perpetuates things. But if I say something like, "Okay, how can I get this done then under these circumstances, then I create an open loop in my mind and my mind starts trying to figure out how and when I will get it done. And I don't know. I believe that that enables me to start figuring out how to get it done. Rather than talking negatively about it, I, I just start changing the, the question and I say, okay, because of that, now maybe I'm, what am I going to do to be able to meet this deadline? That works a lot better than, okay, how can I get out of this commitment? You know, it, it does something to your mind.
1: I think that a lot of artists have a problem with is that honestly, they're irresponsible. And I know people are gonna get mad. Oh my gosh, I'm not irresponsible. No, it, it's typical of, of artists to be as far as turning their art into a business, they don't look at the the overall impact those choices no, have on their business. Yeah. They right. are, you know. Eh, it's not a big deal. I don't have to get this done. It doesn't really matter. The person's not going to be hurt if I don't get this done for an extra few weeks.
0: I got you, Lisa. And that makes sense. But you know what? And I, I know you'll probably agree with this, but you, you may think that and you may say that if if you're listening to this and, and maybe you've done this in the past. I know I have. And, and even if you approach your client and you say something like, oh, I'm really sorry, blah, blah, blah. They're going to be really nice. They're going to be respectful, that kind of thing. But you're going to lose some credibility.
1: Mm -hmm. And they won't always be nice, trust me.
0: (laughs) And they won't always be nice. That is true. That is very true. But sometimes they're going to be very, you know, respectful and that kind of thing. But they're going to turn around and say, that person's a flake. Not ever doing business with them again. Or I'll never commission any artwork with them again. I'll never, you know, I won't give them a good, you know, I I won't recommend them.
1: Yeah. Imagine if you called someone in to paint your living room and they told you they were going to have it done on a certain day. And that day comes and goes, the next day comes and goes, and this keeps going. And how irritated are you going to be? It's not that you're saying you feel like that person's necessarily a bad person, but you're going to be pretty irritated that the work you paid for was not done in the time frame they gave you. This is very important. And I mean, I've known of artists who had a pet pass away and they decided they couldn't do art for six months and all of their commissions got put on the back burner. I'm not kidding. They got put on the back burner. So this is not something that you can do. And I mean, you've got, as artists, we have bills to pay. and I think too, a lot of artists are doing art as a part-time job. So, they're not necessarily depending on that income, but you're going to get to the point where you are. If you don't get your commissions done on time, you're not going to have the money to pay your electric bill and to pay different bills. So, you can't just sit and make the excuses of, well, I'm not in the mood. I don't feel really well. I stubbed my toe earlier and it's kind of bothering me and I'd rather go do this or that. You have to say. Or that
0: you're not depending on the income, like you said. You've
1: got to have set in your head, I have a deadline. I have to get this done. And uh, one of the biggest excuses that I will hear from artists is, well, because I'm not in the mood, nothing's going right, it doesn't look good. Okay, if you've not hit a point in your technical skills that you know how to make things look good, even when you're not really in the mood, then you're not ready for commissions. Because realistically, it gets to a point, I think, when you're painting and drawing and you're, you know, taking money for that painting or drawing that you promised somebody, you should have the technical skill down well enough that you know how to do stuff whether you're in the mood or not. It's not, uh, you know, we always talk, or mm-hmm. I always talk about right. the magic fairy dust. That's not how this works. Yeah. I get that that will affect you creatively when you're coming up with initial concepts and designs and that sort of thing. But once you've got that done, you've got your initial drawing out and it comes to just creating a lot of clumps of fur. You should know how to do that, whether you're in the mood or not. Now, if it gets to the point where you're so exhausted, you can't see what you're doing anymore. That's a little bit different, but just not being in the mood to do it. I'm okay with that for a day or two. Beyond that, whatever that whatever is in your head causing you not to be able to paint or draw or not to be able to be in the mood to get the commission done you need to figure out how to work through that
0: yeah because at that point it's just a technical thing and you just go and you're the technician you just go and do it yeah you're right the other thing about it is is that you know that's why i suggest writing down this list and making this list and so you already have that list ahead of time and you say Okay, that wasn't a death in the family, that wasn't this, that wasn't that. You check off the list and you say, you know, it could be in your head, and you say, okay, I'm just making excuses. I have some kind of self-limiting belief, and there's something inside of me that just doesn't want to do this. You know, And so then you have to question a whole lot of other things if that happens. So set yourself up for success ahead of time.
1: That's funny that you say that, too, because that's something that I've personally struggled with a lot figuring out. Is this me making an excuse or is this my actual physical limitation? Well, well I, can, well, right. I, have I think you have bed. to ask that. And with that, there are days where I am just sick and I feel horrible and I can't move. Everything hurts. Mm-hmm, and those mm-hmm. days aren't very often for me um, now, I've got most of it under control. But, I mean, there were days where mm-hmm. that was so severe where I had to ask myself, okay, am I not wanting to get up and paint and draw because I'm using that as an excuse and being lazy today? I just don't feel like doing it or Are these problems serious right now? And that was a hard one for me when I started to feel better to when I'm, you know, it, it had gotten really bad years and years ago. And so I wasn't getting any painting or drawing done. But when I started shifting, I started figuring out how to make myself feel better. I had a hard time distinguishing for a while and I kept having to ask myself, is this me making excuses or is this me genuinely not feeling well?
0: I think that's a good thing, a good dialogue though to have in your mind especially if you're someone, I mean you're you're self-employed. You're someone who, you know, is working an art business, you know, you because no one's pushing you to do these things, you know, you don't have a boss uh, looking over your shoulder. I don't have a boss looking over my shoulder typically my day job either but I mean it's but it's the same kind of concept you know you're you're managing your own time you're doing your own thing so you yeah I think it's a good dialogue to have with yourself and to figure out you know is this something that I'm just making an excuse uh not to do the work cuz I mean let's face it you can you can use just about anything yes you know and say and I have. <laughs> okay, That, that that's <laughs> that's uh, that's me making an excuse, an excuse. And I should just get my butt in there and get in the chair.
1: And the funny thing is, so many people aren't going to want to hear this message. They're going to get angry and no, disagree. And it's like, you know what?
0: Yeah. It depends
1: on how serious you are about this. But if you are taking commissions, you better be willing or and ready to deal yeah. with this stuff. Because you're going to have a very, very unhappy client if you keep pushing this off. Now, on the other right. side someday, sooner or later, I think it does happen to all of us. We're even given the extra time. Maybe you won't hit that deadline. What do you do then? For me... If it was a gift for somebody, and let's say somebody wanted a, a birthday present or a Christmas present, and uh, I do this even if somebody just contacts me late, um, I don't take commissions now, but when I did, when somebody contacted me and I knew I wasn't going to have enough time to get that work done, do not lie and say that you can do it for just because you want the, the money or you want the job. Yeah. Please don't do that. That is just setting yourself up for all kinds of problems. But what I did, yeah. I knew I couldn't get it done in time. I would tell the person, you know what? I can print for you a certificate of this is being done. Here's a sample of the work or maybe a photo of the reference photo and a shot of me drawing it. You know, I can Photoshop something together. This is what's happening. This is what I've ordered for you that you're going to be getting. So you still have something to hand them. You can put this in a card and say, look what I've ordered. Look what you're getting. Here's the progression. Here's whatever. And you're still giving them that gift, even though it's not ready on time. And for some people, that's perfect. That's all they need.
0: Yeah, no, that's really good. And there's a couple of things I think are worth talking about. And, you know, today I'm talking to you over there, the one that does want to hear this. And I know you are serious about your artwork and you do want to figure out, you know, how to take commissions if you're not already. Or if you are, if you've fallen into this trap that Lisa and I both have found ourselves in in the past, how to get past this and what steps you can take. One of those things that will happen, now this is sort of this little middle ground here before hitting, you know, after hitting the snag and before how to really finish it correctly, but there's this other little area here, and that is where you know you can get it put out in time, but you've you've hit some snags, and maybe you're not going to hit the deadline if you don't rush it. And so you have the opportunity to kind of rush it and maybe turn out subpar work. It's kind of a a close call there. Or you push the deadline. Sometimes you're faced with that type of option. And so what do you do? And I'm going to tell you what I've done in the past. It's not a position I like being in at all kind of makes me actually makes me really sick inside. I don't like that type of position at all. I like a lot of buffer. Lisa can attest to that. I I like that in the podcast, too. If we don't have podcasts in the can, I get I get a sick feeling in my (laughs) stomach if we're not ready to go with something several weeks out. But anyway, what I've done in the past is and if I find that I'm in that position where, oh, okay, I've got I've got so much more drawing time. I know I have to get done on the work, and then I have to, you know, whatever it is, you know, protect it, frame it, whatever the the agreement was with the client and then meet up with the client or whatever. Yeah, I have to make that decision. What am I going to do? Am I going to rush it and put out something that I'm not proud of and that I don't think is as valuable as what the client paid for? Or am I going to go to them and say, okay, the deadline has to change? kind of have to weigh that out, and you have to bank on the relationship that you built all along, and if you've given them, if you've already given them incremental updates like Lisa, you just alluded to, I think it's a lot easier than to push the deadline, especially if this is the first time you're pushing the deadline. You're not pushing it two and three and four times and that kind of thing. If you've already built a very strong relationship and you feel like you cannot get it done, there's just no earthly way you can get this done, you've exhausted everything else, then I think you'd be upfront and you'd be very clear with what's going on and you push the deadline one time, one time only. And you say, this, this will be the next deadline. And then you hit that deadline no matter what. I I don't care if you have to stay up all night or whatever. To me, hitting that second deadline is it's just it's just it's just gonna be done. It's so critical that you do that. I will never push that a second time. There would have to be something astronomical that would have to happen for me to to push that a second time. It would it would just kill me to do that. And so I'm gonna put in a lot of buffer and I'm gonna put in a lot of thought and I'm gonna think about the fact that maybe I could stay up. A lot longer than what i you know what i am to rush this to get it done and to make it look nice but yeah it i have that little teetering uh part inside of me like you know i'm gonna get sick or i'm gonna uh, hit this deadline or i'm going to i would rather you know rush it as much as i could to try to hit that deadline then go to the client and say i'm gonna have to push this deadline it just it just doesn't doesn't it doesn't ever look very good
1: One more thing you want to keep in mind when you were talking about these snags, and let's say you're going to be late, where do we get most or a lot of our commissions? Facebook, social media… Watch what you're posting on there because if you've told someone you're going to be late and then you post photos of yourself online at a concert, you just really <laughs> angered that person. I've seen this. Like, people don't think yeah. about what this looks like. Um, this irritates people or here I am watching The Little Mermaid. Okay, why aren't you working on my piece? And then the, I've seen the artist. And I'm telling you, I'd say minimum three out of four times I side with a client over the artist when these, these argument these complaints come up because it's the artist's fault. The artist promised to have something done. And they make these excuses saying, but I was sick, I wasn't in the mood, I didn't get this. It those things do not matter to the client.
0: Oh man. You've got Never to, use the excuse you weren't in the mood. Yeah. I
1: mean, whatever for whatever reason that you didn't get things artwork. done, you got busy with work, you got busy with this and that, offer a refund. Um, that's one option yeah. another thing that I've yeah. done in the past is offer a free print um I have prints here so if I was doing pet portraits most of the pet portraits I was doing were of Italian greyhounds I happen to have a lot of Italian Greyhound prints they're limited edition um I was selling them for forty dollars you know what I'm gonna include a limited edition Italian Greyhound print in your order because I am sorry I screwed this up and I didn't get it done when I thought I would
0: you know yeah we're hitting on we're hitting on the final thing when we're talking about that but that's fine yeah so let's let's go and morph into that a little bit, so yeah. How do we finish? How do we snap victory out of the the jaws of defeat? And and you're right. Offer offer something in addition to that. Yeah, I th- I think that is the best thing that you can do because then you still maintain some of your credibility when you do that. And that
1: can even be something as simple as free shipping. I was going to charge you forty dollars shipping. Yeah. You know what? I'm not gonna charge you that. I'm gonna refund the shipping fee. All
0: right. Or offer to pay for give them a gift card or whatever to their favorite frame shop or something like that if you're if you're not framing it.
1: Or yeah, include something um, that. something, something to, extra yeah, you weren't otherwise going Something
0: to do. that yeah, something that you know is it will increase the value of what you're offering. Absolutely. The
1: big thing is don't jump to the conclusion that I'm mad at the client for rushing me. That if you've given them a date, that's not them rushing you. That's them. When people order something oh, like right, this, right, right. they're excited, that's they're anxious to get it. Don't blame them. Blame yourself. And no one wants yeah. to hear that. And again, I can't even begin does, to tell you how often some, do, I hear this. Do
0: people do that? I don't. I don't hear. Oh yeah, that. I see it a lot yeah. where that's, people will comment really, in different
1: art groups. That's poor form. Yeah, they'll right comment there. in different art <laughs> groups, like groups form. venting about a client who's mad because they can't oh, get this no. done, and I was late. Well, this is you. This is on you. You screwed this up. This was your snake. And no, I mean, you didn't, no one's life was at risk. It's not that big of a deal there. But you can't get frustrated with the client for rushing you when you didn't hit your deadline. And worse yet, somebody who, if you didn't give them a deadline or an idea of when it would be done and six months later, you're still not done. Again, this is on you. You should have given them a deadline. If it takes you six months to complete a project, then it takes you six months. That's okay. But you need to let the client know Whatever what that time frame say. is and you need to hit the time frame. So in this case, if you're right. not given them a time frame and they're mad, you're mad at them for rushing you, this is, again, it falls back on the artist. Most problems that you're going to run into when taking commissions happen because the artist, the things that the artist, I think, could have anticipated, the artist could have planned out and could have avoided it. Having contracts, setting deadlines, knowing how long it will take you to hit that deadline, having a limit on how many adjustments you're going to make on a piece. If a client, you know, some clients are going to want 800 adjustments. Let them know two are included, any additional are $50 an hour or whatever you want to do. A lot, I mean, just so many problems that people run into with commissions more often than not are the fault of the artist not the client. Now, we do get some difficult clients, but we can avoid so many of those problems if we are being responsible on our end, if we are getting what we, you know, Again, all those things I was talking about, the contracts, the having everything be very clear when you're going to have things done, what size you're going to be working on, when you'll have updates for them, how much shipping is going to be, how long does it take? I mean, if you've sprayed a varnish on yours, how long does that take to dry? You need to account for that. So these sorts of things, you can just make the whole process a lot easier By the artist being prepared for this, but blaming the client, there are very few times as much as, you know, we'll joke, oh, we all have the difficult clients, but there are very few times that something went terribly wrong where I've seen with anybody and I would blame the client completely. It happens. It does happen. But usually I think the artist could have avoided it.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. So in closing, I mean, these are just some strategies to keep in mind and sort of a three-step process to kind of keep in mind. Also set that initial deadline with some time frame built in there for unexpected setbacks that you will have. And then number two, when you hit a snag, what do you do? We discussed some of that today. And then how to finish, how to kind of snap victory out of the jaws of defeat. Now, I just want to end with this though, that, you know, sometimes, I mean, invariably, these things will happen, you know that they will happen, sometimes the relationship may get a little rocky when you're dealing with commissions, and we kind of framed it today like that, but this also goes for entering a contest or meeting that deadline or whatever it is, but with regard to commissions, you, you know kind of uh, ahead of time in the initial interview that you have with the client if this is going to be a rocky relationship. And sometimes it's better not to take on a commission from the start if you get that kind of vibe, you get that kind of feeling from the very beginning. So
1: Absolutely. keep
0: that in mind as well. All right. Well, Lisa, I think that was a good discussion. And I think those that are ready to hear it and want to hear that kind of thing will receive it gladly. I want to end with a color pencil tip that we started last time, Lisa, and today I wanted to talk about very briefly just be patient with yourself if you're new to colored pencil or if you're just getting back into art from a long break or something like that and don't expect your first few pieces to look like someone who's been doing it for a long time someone who's been working in the medium for a long time can churn out some artwork very quickly because they already have their techniques down and they know exactly how they're going to handle everything so Be patient with yourself. Okay, so maybe you have something you would like to add to this discussion, and we would love to hear that. You can interact with us over on Facebook in the Colored Pencil Podcast group. If you want to reach out to us at any time, you can email podcast at sharpenedartist.com, and we also take comments in the show notes for the podcast. We take all the notes for you over there at sharpenedartist.com slash podcast. And if you would like to leave us a review and or a rating, You can do that over in iTunes if you look up the podcast, and we would appreciate that. And as always, we really appreciate you listening, and we will talk to you again next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com.